Welcome back, everybody. It's Taco Tuesday! I'm Alex Padilla. I'm Alex Regla. Yo, what is up, everybody? It's Taco Tuesday. I'm Alex Padilla. He's Alex Regla. At Alex Padilla 86 for me on Twitter. At Alex M. Regla for him on Twitter. Him, Alex, how are you? I'm doing well, man. How are you doing? I'm doing great today. Uh, just finished dinner here on a Tuesday night, the final day of August. Uh, I wanted to take a quick, quick second before we get started, Alex, because I know people don't normally talk about this, but I know that Anthony has tweeted a few things about this. I just wanted to give a shout out to the Silver Screen and Roll followers, our listeners, mm-hmm. um, because we had a monster month, man, like monster. And I appreciate everybody listening. I, I saw that one of our podcasts did extremely well this month as well. Um, so I just wanted to start off by saying thank you to everybody that listens to this. We're in August and people are like downloading it like by record numbers, which is amazing to me. Yeah, man, it's nuts. Like I know when we first started the podcast, at least when I, when I started hopping on with you, like I just kind of stopped. I don't know about you. Like, do you listen back to our podcast at all? Like once they go live? Um, if I think I had a bad one, like not you, like if I think I, my Uh side was bad, I'll go back to the piece where I thought was bad. Oh, so you actually like review the tape and stuff. Sometimes. Yeah, I I can't listen to my own voice. So I did like oh. when I first like <laughs> yeah. my first few episodes, I'm like, yeah, I, I, this is cool. Like I'm actually on a podcast. But since then I'm like, nope. It's <laughs> once I send you the audio, like yeah. I'm I'm wiping my hands with it. But like to hear that those numbers are have been as good as they've been and that the fans are always really super cool with us in the comments and stuff like that. Yeah, it's super uh super cool. So yeah, thanks to all of you Just guys. Going back to when me and you started in that off season, um I, I don't know how was that two off seasons ago now? This is our third off season yeah, together. Yeah, it might be. Um to where we went from where this particular show was then to through COVID, through the bubble through last year through like all the injuries and then now like a whole nother rebuild it's been a crazy just Mm -hmm. three off seasons for this show and to see the growth of the network as a whole has been super cool to see and anthony's doing a great job of building this like our roster has been totally flipped and he just keeps adding great pieces to the team harrison keeps adding great pieces to the team so i think everybody at silver screen roll has done a fantastic job and i thought it would it would be appropriate since august is wrapping and we just had a big month when we're really not supposed to be having a big month right now so uh thank you again to everybody that listens really appreciate it um that being said there was news today rajon rondo is officially a laker again again Uh, so (laughs) my my okay before i start bashing because i don't I'm not going to bash Rondo, but I will just say, I mean, come on, people. Like, let's not forget before playoff Rondo came into our lives and and birthed us another championship ring, we all wanted Rondo the heck out of a Laker uniform. (laughs) So I'm not going to sugarcoat my previous takes on Senor Rondo. Uh, (laughs) I will say that. What he did in that playoff bubble was probably one of the major factors as to why the Lakers won the championship. So thank you for that. But I mean, if 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 you're expecting Rondo to be playoff Rondo during the season, I don't know what to tell you except you're wrong. 
Yeah, we haven't really talked about Rondo uh, since the last time we spoke. Uh, I think last time we were talking about maybe Darren Collison, Mike James, Isaiah Thomas, and then... We actually uh, brought up uh, Rondo last week in our fake buyout market. That's right. Yeah, that's why I think I said, like, I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up here again somehow. But, um, yeah, like, I haven't honestly given too much thought to it just because I'm assuming his role isn't going to be a big one or as big as it was when he was here last time. Do you expect him to, like, what are your expectations in terms of, like, what his role is going to be? I think we just saw someone become an assistant coach in Dallas whose role is going to be filled by Rajon Rondo. Mm. I genuinely believe that this signing has more to do with a leadership, mentorship uh, type of uh, player coach move than anything else. I think his contribution will be in the locker room. I think his contribution will be with THT. Mm-hmm. I mean, Rajon Rondo is a great ball handler. Like you can't deny that. Um, I think THC needs to work on that significantly. So if I'm really looking at what Rondo is going to contribute, I think it's Vogel wants a voice in the locker room because this is very, very much LeBron's team. And I think Vogel wants a mentor for THT. Those are the first two things that I think of when I think of this signing. Yeah, this feels like as much of a Vogel signing than like maybe any so far. Uh, from everything we've heard, like Vogel loves Rondo. He's always been a big fan of his. Um, I think he's, yeah, that quote today was that Rondo said that Vogel told him personally that he missed his voice in the locker room last season. And uh, I think that speaks volumes for a head coach of like Vogel stature to say that about a player. Like, I don't think he's blowing smoke uh, towards Rondo. You know, he doesn't need to do that. But yeah, I think you brought up a good point. I think with Dudley being gone, they did need some type of additional voice in the locker room for that, not just like morale, but I think like in the film room, like kind of things off the court, I I think Rondo is actually really useful there. Um, I I feel like it was last when they won the championship or maybe somewhere that Rondo was credited for like leading a film room session or like bringing up something in the film room that really helped kind of like swing a game plan in a series. So yeah, those types of things we don't get to see or not privy to. I think that's probably where Rondo's value is going to be most felt. Yeah, I think I genuinely agree with you completely when you say this is more of a Vogel signing than anything else. Um, Last week, I made the point that this is um, the reason that you can let go of Dudley is because, A, it's not a young team, and, B, this is the most LeBron team that that he's had on the Lakers so far. And what I meant by that is these all feel, like, approved by LeBron, if not Mm -hmm. even hand-picked by LeBron. And I'm not saying Rondo is not one of those guys either. Clearly, when you win a championship already and you have some history, those two guys play well together. Um, But what I mean by that is I think it's always important to have a player who kind of has the the coach in mind almost. I'm not sure if that makes any sense. Uh, What I'm trying to say is Vogel and Rondo's relationship is like the key to Vogel getting into the locker room. Sometimes you need like a – you need a connection there, right? Yeah. And what I and with LeBron's, you know, with this whole new roster, Vogel's really starting over. With I mean, these a lot of these guys have been Lakers, but not a lot of these guys have been Vogel Lakers, obviously. So you really got to start over and to have someone that you trust in that locker room, who if you tell a message to in that locker room, you know it's going to be heard. It's not going to go through one ear and out the other. So I think this is a very important signing 
for the locker room. Because yeah. we did say last week that we were both fine with the departure of Jared Dudley. And it turned out on that poll that we put up, like a lot of people actually thought it was a big loss, which <laughs> I thought was very surprising. Um, I wonder how many of those people that thought that was a big loss now think it's not that big of a loss anymore. Yeah, no, I, I like the like the connector uh, comparison that you gave. Like, I think that that is, yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Like, you do need someone kind of like the middleman there, right, to kind of kind of speak the gospel of the coach to the players and to the practice court. And it does matter who that's coming from. Like, I'm obviously Dudley's a very respected role player, a respected veteran. Uh, but I think Rondo, even like he's not the player he once was, but he does have a certain kind of cachet that, that Dudley doesn't in terms of like the things he's accomplished. He's won championships. Like if he says something, especially for one of the younger players, like I, I, I would imagine guys like Malik Monk, Kendrick Nunn, THT, like you mentioned, I feel like Rondo would be helpful uh, like as a mentor for those guys in particular. So yeah, I, I think, as a locker room kind of connector, film room kind of helper, um, coach from the bench, kind of like the deadly role. Uh, yeah, I'm fine with it. I I do worry um, if Vogel is such a fan of Rondo that he squeaks him into the rotation. Or oh, you know he is. That I mean, they, how many times uh, did we yell about that? <laughs> there, all those. I, I mean, comparing last year to this year in terms of like, uh, like the the roster depth, like. There is, there's a bit of a log jam in terms of position. So uh, Vogel does have some choices to make, and I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't go with a guy like Monk or TH. Not maybe, probably not THG, but like a guy like Monk or Alecton, and he trusts Rondo a bit more. Yeah, well, we could also talk about the fact that you you have a lot more ball handlers on the team now. Mm-hmm. So maybe that won't be the case because when the team did play a bunch of Rondo. We were all yelling for him to give Caruso more minutes. And there wasn't very many ball handlers besides LeBron. And, you know, so now there is. I mean, we always talk about you wrote a great piece about how this team won't collapse when LeBron's on the floor. And that's because they got Russell Westbrook now. Yeah. You know, like they got other guys that are going to handle the ball primarily and a lot of the ball, by the way. Mm -hmm. So maybe we're wrong. Maybe actually maybe he won't. Maybe this is really going to be a Dudley type role. And when you have a team, I looked it up today, uh, an average age before they signed Rondo was 31.2 years old. Um, like, you're going to have to rotate, guys. <laughs> guys are going to have to have days off. I mean, you have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten guys over the age of 30, unless I could just count it wrong. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten guys over the age of 30 on this team. Um, Rondo did joke that he wasn't one of the old guys, even though he is currently the fifth oldest guy on the team. It's part of the young core. Part of the young core now. But, yeah, man, I, I just think my expectation for Rondo is that I have no expectations <laughs> for him on the floor. Sure. Um, no, 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 that's all, that's all valid. And I think that's where things can get dicey is if Rondo somehow is in that significant role he once was, which is not that far ago. It was just like a little over a year. It's not like that was five years ago, like the way we talk about Rondo with the Lakers. It's, he was just here. Um, so I'm sure he still has a lot of fans amongst the, the the big players in terms of LeBron. AD loves Rondo with since their time with the Pelicans. Uh, Vogel, like we talked about. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if he plays more than Dudley did, obviously. Yeah. Um, How about this quote? Yeah. I don't think my game's declined. 
You're only as good as your coach believes in you. Going forward this year, I understand where I am in my career, but I believe I can still bring a lot to the game. That goes back to your Vogel point. How much is how much does Vogel believe in him still? I, I think Rondo, like to to the credit, like he did mention, like he does understand like his age and the seasons he's played. Like in terms of like he's gonna be fine if he takes a backseat, which I hope is the case, and that's gotta be the case for literally everybody on the team outside of LeBron and AD. So, um, if he's okay with the reduced role and more of like a player coach type thing, I think. This is, a, again, it's at the end of the bench signings. I'm usually not going to argue against because I don't think at the end of the day they're going to swing things one way or the, over the other. But uh, to, your, to your age point, and I think it's a really good one, like with the, the age on this roster, that also means more possibly a more likelihood of an injury. And I think for the first time, as we saw last season, like when injuries happen, you have to have a good roster. Of, that's when your depth comes into play and the value of it. And I think this year, if there's injuries to any of the guys, um, they finally have at least some support to kind of to hold down the fort. Um, <laughs> these quotes that Harrison tweeted out are really funny when you start actually reading them. This is a quote about the Lakers' age. Uh, Rondo says, Wisdom is definitely a key to winning a championship. And we have a lot of that, obviously, with the age and experience on the court. I'm most excited about not being the oldest guy on the team anymore. So I'm actually bottom five now. That's not true. So that's a big <laughs> step for me from two months ago. I was the oldest guy on the team to being one of the young guys. So there you go. Actually, Ronald's in the top five of being old. But still, he's not the oldest guy anymore. Yeah. I. <laughs> it's such a weird mix. Like... Uh, it's it's so many veterans, and you have a guy like THD. You have a guy like Monk, who's super young, um, Kendrick Nunn, and then you have all these kind of old guys and vets. So it, again, Vocal has his workout like cut out for him in terms of who he plays and managing egos is going to be like the talking point this year. Because when he when they won the championship, there was like zero reports of like people being upset with playing time or anything like that. And I feel like this year, that's going to be as important as ever. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see this whole... Like, I'm so excited for this year just because there was, there's been so much turnover, right? But this is almost like when they got Anthony Davis. Like, there's to see Russell Westbrook and to see these old dudes go out there and just... I'm very curious because I, I feel like we all have an idea of what the team is supposed to look like. But I don't know if we all know what it's going to look like when they really start playing. <laughs> you know, so I'm very curious to see what this team's going to look like. I can't wait. It's going to be great. Um, we're also not too far away, right? Isn't no, it like training no. camps in September? Yeah, I think like late September, early October, the latest in terms of like preseason games. So many roster spots that we have left here, Alex. Oh, but hold on. Before we move on from Rondo, excuse me. Um, do him and Russ have beef from the bubble? Uh, I'm surprised no one kind of, well, I don't think they're going to ask him like right away. But I'm sure that's yeah. gonna come up. But yeah, that's... was it Rondo's brother talking yes. trash to Russ yeah. at the bubble when yeah. the Russ was with the, uh, Rockets? the Rockets? Yeah, in that playoff game. Yeah, uh, and it got pretty like ugly. I thought like yeah. did he get kicked out of the game or kicked out of the arena? Something like something happened where Russ and him kind of had a back and forth. Yeah, I thought that was very very interesting. That like I mean, a lot of the stuff just goes under the radar because I think like you know stuff happens on the court family members or family members not the player itself but that's going to be uh i wonder if somebody will ask him about that i'm sure someone will yeah well anyways yeah uh, listen chris paul's not here so <laughs> it's not like he punched westbrook in the face 
so, it, it's funny. I forgot. I forgot Carmelo was on the Rockets when that happened. Because someone, anytime like Rondo news comes up, someone always posts that clip of the Chris Paul Rondo little like fist fight type thing. And I, forgot, I always forget Carmelo's there, and he kind of just is watching it all happen. So I guess Carmelo has just been involved in like every historical scene throughout the NBA <laughs> somehow. Hey, you get in the league long enough, you'll, sure. you'll be in enough photos. Uh, Rondo has not played with Russell Westbrook ever, Carmelo ever, and he said Trevor Ariza ever. So there you go. <laughs> has he played with everybody else on this team? Those are just guys that he mentioned. I mean, you know what's crazy is like they have no excuse of like we don't have enough experience in the playoffs or anything. Like they have decades worth of playoff games under their belt. So like if nothing else, if they can just stay healthy, I think they'll have the experience advantage over literally every other team in the league well they are bringing with them according to rondo lots of wisdom and discipline swagger and no means, swagger and, mention like that was the key word with rondo a few years ago yeah oh yeah that was home that, that was, was vogel thing. vogel yeah yeah so we'll see and rondo's gonna wear number four everybody by the way rondo will be wearing number four if you wanted to go out and get a, a kobe type two number jersey for rondo they have to they have to replace the caruso jerseys that's sad like already Oh, that's right. Yeah. Think about that. I mean, he was pictured as number four, like in the background. If you saw the picture. Yeah. Are you surprised uh, Bazemore just didn't give up that number nine to Rondo? (laughs) Unless Rondo just didn't want it. I guess he played. uh, He had number four when he was in college or something. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Is LeBron switching numbers? Aren't they allowed? Yeah, he's number six. So they should have. uh, Wait. uh, Yeah. Shouldn't they have like a one, two, four? six oh, like they're gonna have the a roster. lot of single digit jerseys this year yeah it's if like fans football. are interested in, in that type of stuff yeah. yeah there's your next article for the offseason <laughs> it feels look like a zach these... Lowe thing i know he, look... he's obsessed with like a team putting out the one two three four five lineup so i got uh trevor reza number one wayne ellenting number two anthony davis number three uh tht number five lebron six mellow seven Rondo four no... Yeah, that's the yes, Rondo four, excuse me. Nobody eight, obviously. Nine is Wesley is Wesley Matthews on the No, team? no, it's Baysmore. Oh. Baysmore, yeah. Baysmore. So Wesley like ESPN has this wrong. I was like, wait, that's not right. Um and that's it. That's your single digit numbers. Every number taken. <laughs> <laughs> this is obviously <off-season> podcasting, <laughs> but it's best. <laughs> All right, let's get to the next thing. There how many roster spots we got left now? Two I think one or two, yeah. And is one of those spots going to be a buyout, Alex? Let's get to buyouts again because you wrote an article titled The Lakers are bringing dunks back. And the rumors are that Mr. Dunk himself, DeAndre Jordan, might be one of those candidates to join the Lakers. Thoughts, reactions, and then we'll get to your article about the dunks. Um, I Yeah, that, that, that one did kind of surprise me, but... Um... Is this our McGee Howard combo? So, yeah, 2.0? that was my my first first thought. Like, okay, th- this makes sense in terms of they want to run it back in terms of the front court how it looked. Because remember, they didn't have any perimeter spacing when AD and LeBron when they had that group that won the championship. It was McGee, it was Howard, it was AD. That was your center rotation. Um, and for a lot of those minutes, it was uh, AD with one of uh, Howard and McGee. So. I thought I I get why they're interested in doing that again. I, I feel like I don't think Marcus was as bad as a lot of people 
like some people think he was some people think he wasn't but whatever but obviously the lakers don't trust him enough in terms of that type of center on this team like it, it was evident like once they started looking for guys like damian jones they brought drummond in it was obvious like okay we want to get that dwight mcgee type center back on the team and they got dwight um they got essentially uh javel like in deandre jordan if he signs so yeah in terms of the, the people who want in more vertical lob threats it, it this makes sense in terms of trying to reconstruct that again and that year that they had that it was uh obviously javel and dwight you had ad and lebron those are like your four dunk guys mm-hmm. and i remember having a podcast and asking you like are the Lakers going to break the all-time dunk record? Do you remember if that stat even exists? I didn't. So the thing with dunks, and this is, like, again, really nerdy, but in terms of how everything is so accessible in terms of analytics and basketball, like, finding dunk stats is ridiculously hard. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to, like, for this article I just said that you mentioned, I had to literally add up everything by hand or, like, by calculator like there's no like you can't go on the nba site and say okay give me the team leader in dunks from last year like that doesn't pop out you're gonna have to add up all the players dunks from that team and do that for the 29 other teams and then compare who is best Yikes. so i i maybe they did maybe they didn't i can tell you that they dunked 528 times when they won the championship do you want to guess how many times they dunked last year so 528 the year they won the championship yeah how much do you think they dunked last season considering lebron and ad were that's hurt, true yeah that's gasol, a big one ad especially gasol, is a big one and gasol can't jump uh <laughs> i'm trying to think who was there other oh drummond can barely so the get big up one harold harold kind of saved them in this department oh, he, you're he right. dunked Most, a lot i'm just gonna take a guess and say over 50 percent drop off so i'll say 250 okay so they dunked more than that but it was three so 342 so basically still huge almost 190 dunks less and that's a lot of easy points they left off the table so i think that's probably what's going behind in terms of like okay we need to change up our aerial game i think next year and then now you're going to add not only do you have the centers coming back now you also add russell westbrook who gets to the rim all the time as well yep i could see this team i don't alex you're, this is a golden opportunity for you. DunksintheNBA.com, and you can make all the dunk stats yourself. Someone's got to do it. Okay, so thankfully, Basketball Reference, um, their stat head, which is a, I, I'm very cheap, so I subscribed for the free trial just for this yeah. article. Um, they do they do have dunk data, but again, you, a lot of it is you have to figure out the math on your own. Mix and match yourself. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, yeah, I found a lot of the, I found a lot of interesting stuff. So a guy like DeAndre Jordan, right? In the last decade, he has the most dunks in the league. Uh, number three on that list is Dwight Howard. So theoretically, they could have four. I think four. Yeah, four of the top ten dunkers in the last decade on the same team this season. With LeBron, AD, Dwight. Uh, Say DeAndre. that again. Okay, because that's pretty crazy. It is crazy. Okay, so if the Lakers signed DeAndre Jordan. In the last decade, the top 10 players with the most dunks in the league, they'll have four of those uh, players in the top 10. Damn. So, are you for that possibility? 
I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, you, know, you like, know how I feel about Mark Gasol already. So yeah, like the, but the thing is, I don't think I've watched enough DeAndre since he was a Clipper. Honestly, like consistently to say like, yeah. oh, like obviously he was an amazing like talent with the Clippers. Like that he could block shots from everywhere. He could dunk literally everything. That's why he is the dunk leader. I think because of those Clipper seasons, really. Um, played uh, 57 games last year, started 43 of those games last year, only seven and a half points, which was uh, low, his lowest since 2011. Uh, 1.1 blocks per game. Did get seven and a half rebounds. Does it worry you? Does it worry minutes. you at all that he's getting possibly bought out from a team with all his friends on it, though? And for a team that kind of needs centers? Did they lock him up in his house and not let him go? No. Like, are they that close of friends? I guess that's true, but like this is a team that does need like centers. Or do they though? Well, like <laughs> I don't know if Brook- Brooklyn might be realizing, yo, we're not going to really need that if we're healthy. We're just going to run and run and run and run. Yeah, and they liked Blake at the small ball. They have Claxton. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're right. Maybe they're just saying we don't. We're not going to try to like outsize teams. We're just going like, to outshoot them and out talent them. So yeah, that, that could be that could be playing a role into it. I'm also like. I was such a fan of like you know how well how much I thought of the McGee Howard combination. Mm-hmm. I just thought the athleticism that they brought, the defense that they brought, um, you know, obviously offensively you don't really count for much, but when you got guys like Russell Westbrook and LeBron James that could just lob you balls all day, that's all you really need from them. So when you tell when people always like, oh well, Marcus Saul, I'm like Marcus Saul, I'm like, dude, that's what Anthony Davis is there for. Anthony Davis is the one that's going to spread the court. Anthony Davis is the one that's going to shoot threes for us. Like if Marcus Saul is what we're counting on for points, then we're already screwed. Look at last year. So when you're telling me like, am I worried about it? Yeah, because he's a buyout guy, and we all know what buyout guys provide <laughs> historically to the NBA. Like the Lakers have the one guy that was <laughs> successful. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm not really expecting much, but I like that dynamic. I like the athleticism, and I think that on a team, I mean, how old is DeAndre Jordan? He's pro- he's 33 too. So, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I would like it just because I liked the McGee Howard combo, um, and I think that there, that when you're talking about, I'll say it again. It's gonna be a broken record until this damn season starts. When you're talking about an old team, I think you just you just need more bodies. Mm-hmm. You're going to need more bodies, more rotation, more options, more. And when you have playmakers like they have now, I think DeAndre would benefit greatly from it. I, I mean, just look at when I did this article, like as I found the numbers and watched the film and stuff, I, it, it came pretty clear what the game plan is for the Lakers next season. It's, they want to attack the rim as much as they did when they won the championship, because that was a, a, a staple of that of that team. They got to the rim the second most uh, with the second highest frequency of any team in the league. They had the best like conversion rate once they got there. So it seems like they want to replicate that kind of athleticism and size that you mentioned because remember just how like how much they outmatched other teams with that size. Mm-hmm. Like teams just couldn't handle that level of like physicality and athleticism in the front court. Like that's that's really hard look to at, match up with. Look at what DeAndre Ayton did to them. I, I'm sure that's playing a role into it, like in terms I mean, of size. What, I mean, who's the MVP of the league? He's on the West. Mm-hmm. He's a big man in the West. You know, like when you're really looking at this team at the West, you know, I don't think the Clippers will be in it next year just because I think Kawhi is not going to be a factor. So if you're looking at the Suns, you're looking at the Jazz who have Gobert. I, I've said you have, you know, you have the Nuggets with the reigning MVP and Jokic. 
I keep telling you, the more bodies you could throw at a big man and you just rotate them and wear them mm-hmm. out all game, I believe in that. So I like it. Yeah. And his, yeah. And his, his defensive abilities is great. I don't. I, I think he is the complete opposite for, def, for defense than Marc Gasol. I, I you know me. I'm not a fan of Marc Gasol. I, I so. the, the thing is, if they do get Jordan, I, I, I'm probably assuming Gasol is out somehow. Either he maybe gets bought out or he gets traded because I don't. I don't see them having three centers and AD. Right. Um, so I if so answer that question then. I, I I'd rather, rather have, have uh, Gasol, but yeah. I I don't I don't think the Lakers, per all the reports, feel the same way. And not I'm, I'm of... kind of leaning towards Gasol not being a Laker by the end of the year. Okay, but you would rather have. Gasol I would rather have Gasol. But I don't, I don't think yeah. that's what the Lakers would prefer. Yeah, I uh, there's not a lot of names you could throw at me that I would choose Gasol. Over. Wow. I mean, I just, I mean, it is, you know, you know, what, I think like, last year they yeah. were so desperate. They were so desperate last year just for any sort of spark um, in that final push and in the playoffs that like anything he did was amplified and highlighted. Like mm-hmm. he would do it all the time, but he was there the whole time besides the COVID streak, you know, like he didn't do it. And why was he not getting any of that play? Like they were desperate. That's why he was in there. I don't know. I just I know I'm harsh on the guy. I think he's had a great, fantastic career. I think his brother is one of my favorite Lakers of all time. But if you're giving me the option, I, I'd ship him out. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. I mean, I think you'll get your wish somehow. I, I, which is unfortunate. I had I had high hopes for Gasol with the Lakers. I thought, we all did. I thought that'd be a fun story. And uh, fair or not, I, I it just didn't work out. And I'm. I think it's you know what it is is I, it goes back to my love of the the McGee Howard combo that it made no sense sure. to me why they just totally swapped it out like was that not just one of the most successful pieces of your of your season in the bubble and stuff like I know they didn't play in certain series but that's just what m- matchups dictate sometimes but like did we all not think that was like one of their strengths of the team and then you're yeah. just gonna throw it all away like that's kind of why i never gave gasol a fair chance probably is because i was such a fan of the other two guys yeah i think a lot of people like really wanted dwight back of of the group like they thought for sure you could bring dwight back and stuff like that so um yeah it just seemed like the front office with the short and off season they thought maybe we need to get more offensively skilled centers or just players in general to kind of help lessen the load for lebron and ad after the the long playoff run but of course the injuries happened so none of that even really mattered ultimately so yeah and both those guys like the dunk point is obviously like a small part of the actual game but those guys just they play differently in terms of how they attack the rim like carol is one of the most like ferocious players in terms of getting to the rim and scoring at the rim but he does it horizontally and like there's no vertical threat there like um, he's a, he's a small size center and Gasol, like you mentioned, he, I, I think he had like one dunk maybe the whole year. I don't, I don't know, but it just kind of speaks volumes in terms of the differences in, in the center stylistically. So yeah, it seems like they want to go away from that and kind of return to that McGee Howard AD athletic type front court, right or wrong. I think that's, that's what they yeah. want to do though. Yeah, I mean, dude, we, like I said, we don't know what's right, we don't know what's wrong, but if they're building this team to do that stuff, then I think DeAndre provides that more than, obviously, Marcus will. The article that Alex wrote is entitled, The Lakers Are Bringing Dunks Back. Uh, you can follow Alex at Alex M. Regla on Twitter. You could read his work at silverscreenroll.com. I read it earlier today. I knew the number. 
of dunks and it just like blew my freaking mind like how far they dropped off but then when you really think about it it made sense mm. so uh go check that article out there's plenty plenty of great info and like alex calls it nerdy info but it's great info um we'll see what happens next week maybe we're nostradamus you know we, we randomly brought up rajon rondo maybe it'll be deandre jordan next week that we're talking about and introducing to the team who knows who knows i can't believe it by the way Put your three years ago hat on. Imagine being defending Dwight Howard, the Laker, <laughs> and being happy or content that the Lakers got Rajon Rondo on your team. You know what? Like, I think in terms of Dwight, I think you and I were pretty open to it. If I recall, I remember we were like, yeah. of the names listed, I think Dwight was actually like, I, I think we both were around. I think it was between him and Noah. I think was. we were discussing and debating about, but I think we weren't down on Dwight as much as most people Boogie were. Boogie tore his Achilles, right? Yeah, is that why? that's why. Yeah. Yeah, we were both, I think we both, we both like literally said, if he changes his attitude, like which he did not have a choice but to change his attitude, then I think we both, yeah, we were both on the Team Dwight train, but I just can't imagine like how far we've come with that guy, that now we are all stoked that he's back. Or at least I think you're stoked too, right? For uh, Dwight? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm again yeah. like a minimum deal for a guy. He didn't have that the greatest of seasons last season, but still showed. Like I, I pulled together some of his dunks from last season. Like he could still get up there pretty well. So I, I think that's why I'm pretty confident that in terms of dunks, at the very least, there should be a lot of them this year. And sorry to break it to Rondo, but I do think Dwight Howard is younger than him. That's wild. To, to know Is that he? Dwight's younger than anyone, really. Yeah. Uh Rondo no, never mind. Never mind. Oh, poor Rondo. Howard, Dwight Dwight's two months older. He was born in December of night eighty five and Rondo February of eighty six. You wanna know you wanna know another crazy stat? Just because I have my the article open, I'm still seeking mm-hmm. do you know who's number one in the in the last decade in terms of assist at the rim? Who's number one at assists at the? Yes. Is it not? Is it not Westbrook? So it's Westbrook, yeah. And then yeah. even like last season, and then obviously like a decade that a lot of point guards haven't played that long and stuff like that. But like right. as recently as last season, he was number two in the league for a Wizards team that had bigs like Morris Wagner, Thomas Bryant, <laughs> Alex friends. Alex Len. So like if he can like get those guys easy buckets like that, yeah. I, you have to pretty confident like in terms of ad dwight this could be one of ad's best years you would hope so in terms of the playmaking on the team now like i think they check those boxes like if rondo is like your third string point guard or fourth string point Mm -hmm. guard in terms of playmaking i think you're you're doing okay yeah it's very excited let's get this season get let's get this season going alex we are officially in the off season um but we're still making moves uh, thanks again to everybody that has listened to our podcast and this entire podcast network. You can subscribe anywhere, Spotify, Google, Apple, whatever you listen to. Um, and you could also check out silverscreenroll.com for all of your Laker news. Follow Alex on Twitter at Alex M Regla and myself at Alex Padilla 86. And uh, Alex, dude, last week I went to that freaking baseball game that went, 16 oh my god was that the <laughs> game you were at yeah. oh my I told, god i told you that you saved me from going to watch the padres <laughs> lose and then i ended up going to the next game the wednesday game and it went 16 innings the longest game of the season the longest game since they implemented that runner on second rule uh, oh my god tell dude. Me you like, stayed. i dude i made it through 12 man oh. like 
it was it was first of all like i sleep early man i don't know about you i'm like my bedtime's 10 oh, i'm washed like, yeah i, I sleep dude, super like, early and what i mean by bedtime like i'm asleep <laughs> by 10 30 like i'm not telling you that i'm going to bed at 10 30. i'm telling you that i go to bed around 9 30 10 o'clock and i'm out by 10 30. so when i was at a baseball game till like 11 45 like yeah dude like i'm out sorry because <laughs> it was boring it was 1-1 it wasn't even like it was a bunch of runs like they couldn't freaking score it, i was like i gotta go i gotta go so i didn't even finish and i know the dodgers won that i was gonna say sports. thankfully you didn't waste that whole time there and then just to see them lose but just to see them lose but anyways that's just my final thought of the game anything like anything else for you there alex no no we could uh, yeah nothing on my end uh i I have to go back to try to figure out what to write next because it's it's getting slim Dude, pickings out there. Single digit roster. I might have to like put that on. Oh, the... we didn't even, we didn't even mention Russell Westbrook number zero. Oh, there you go. Wait, is Dude. he zero? Yeah, he's zero. Yeah. Yeah, Kuzma's gone. Yeah, that's that's still that's still weird to what me. What if you do a history of number zeros on the Lakers? Someone's gonna. I I'm gonna get desperate eventually here. Uh, I'm gonna get a weird one. What if you compare Russell Westbrook to modern day wrestlers? Yeah, I yeah. I I think the closest I got to Westbrook in terms of comparing him, like, um, just to like in terms of point guards, right on the Lakers in history, has there been like another one like that comes to your mind like really easily in terms of who's been able to like dunk. Like outside of Caruso, but Caruso's different, right? Like he dunks like yeah. every once in a while, versus a guy like Westbrook who like he can dunk every game. Like has there been another point guard on the Lakers? Like not dude. LeBron, if we want to call him point guard. No. Right? No, no, dude. We've talked about this before. How the Lakers have never had an athletic point guard like this before. This is the most modern day point guard they've ever had. That's wild to me. That's crazy. Like I. I don't, dude. Nick Van Axel didn't dunk. I'm trying to think about like going all the way back. Like, yeah, like Ramon there. Sessions. We loved him because like he can get to the rim and was fast, but he could have dunk. Yeah. yeah, no. Jordan Farmer couldn't uh, get. Like, but yeah, see, like they have guys who like can dunk, right? But not dunkers. Like, yeah, I would like call them Westbrook. dunkers. Yeah. No, no, not none. I mean, I'm really racking my brain. Obviously, not Derek Fisher ron harper that's what i was as i was writing <laughs> like, this because i like westbrook i think he had like 24 dunks last year right which isn't a lot but you know like compared to every point guard the last two seasons that's the exact same amount so like every point guard the lakers had this season and last season if you add them up two seasons worth equals the month the number westbrook had last season yeah it's gonna be a very different lakers team just because westbrook please stay healthy God, God, that's like so, I don't even care if they suck this year. Like it doesn't work as long as they're healthy. <laughs> like just so we can see it. Yeah, man, it's gonna be fun. All right, well check that article out. Lakers are bringing dunks back. SilverScreenRoll.com. Alex, this is awesome, man. Thank you. Awesome, man. Thank you.